Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Tonight, me and Matty the Waterboy, we return on YouTube for another episode of the off-season, but more importantly, another instalment of What If. So today we're going to have a look at what if the Brisbane Broncos won the 2015 Grand Final. It really does change the history of Rugby League as far as Wayne Bennett's career, some of the great Broncos like Alex Glenn, Ali Andrew McCulloch, Justin Hodges, and it also has a huge impact on the North Queensland Cowboys in particular. Uh, captain at the time, the Clive Churchill medalist in that game, Jonathan Thurston. The impact of losing this grand final on his career, I think it would have been pretty significant. We also talk about if the Broncos would have won this, who would have got the Clive Churchill medal and the guy that me and Matty believe would have got it if the Broncos won. We think his career would look very, very differently at the moment if it played out that way. 6pm on YouTube tonight. The full episode goes for about an hour and 15 minutes. You can catch about half an hour of it here on this episode. See you tonight on YouTube. Uh, Now, when it comes to this grand final, as we said, the first all-Queensland grand final, there's a couple of other things that make it uh, pretty special. And I went through and did some numbers, which are just crazy. So, of the last 15 grand finals, sorry, of the last 50 grand finals, only 18 of them have seen both teams score more than 12 points in the entire game, yeah? So, less than 50% of grand finals, both teams score 12 points. Um, Now, of those 18... Only three of those have seen both teams score 10 points in the first half. Yeah, right. So you think about the last 50 grand finals, only three times have we seen both teams score 10 points or more in the first half. Uh, The halftime score in this one was 14 to 12. So this is the only grand final in the last 50 years... And that, that, that's only as far back as I went. If you think about, you know, games back in 70s, 60s, quite often you're getting grand finals that are 4-2, two, two, 2-6, whatever it might be. I, I would be willing to say this is probably the only grand final ever where both teams score 12 or more points in the first half, which is unbelievable. Matty, the other two times that 
teams scored 10 points or more in the first half. One of them is in the NRL era. Another one is just before it. Do you want to have a stab in the dark at what games they were? If you get it, I'll be very, very, very impressed. Might even swap seats. Uh, 12 points. So NRL era. Yep. Um, That's from 98 to now. Um, so, man, I, I'll be here all day if I think. Let, let me... 2005? Nope. I don't know. Just tell me. So the first one was 1998. The very first NRL grand final. Yeah. After Super League. Uh, the Dogs led 12 to 10. Sorry. It's, it's the only time that teams have scored 10 or more points. Did I say 10 or more or 12 or more? I think you said 12, but I still wouldn't have guessed 10 it. or more. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, 10 or more. So the, the 2015 is the only one with 12 or more. But in 1998, the Bulldogs led 12-10 over the Brisbane Broncos. That was, you know, 17 years before this. Brisbane obviously went on to win that grand final. The one before that was 1990 when the Canberra Raiders led 12-10 over the Penrith Panthers. So that was 25 years before this. So... Pretty crazy to see two teams score 12 or more points. Hasn't been done before in a grand final. So another little thing that I think because the second half was so crazy and mm. Golden Point was so crazy, we forget how good the first half was. I just want to take you back to in the fifth minute and the 30th second, Corey Parker, he kicks a penalty goal from about 40 metres out. Yeah, it's a bit of a strange decision at the time because the Broncos had a bit of the, uh, of the momentum. It was one of those moments. And I think the commentators even said it, Matty, where they said, oh, the Cowboys would be stoked with Brisbane making that decision. The Cowboys then kick off. Uh, Sam Thider, he takes the first hit up. He gets to about two metres out from his line. They're, they're on the back foot. Adam Blair takes a hit up. He gets an offload. Milford takes him on down the short side, puts Jack Reed away. He draws and pass on the fullback. Corey Oates scores. So all of a sudden, they go from being having a bit of, mo- a bit of momentum, the Brisbane Broncos, to taking a goal that was a bit controversial to only one tackle later, Matty, leading 8-0 in the grand final. Mm. Now, off the back of that, the Cowboys kick off. Uh, they take it forward. Sam Thide returns the ball on the first tackle. The next tackle, Matt Gillette takes it up. He knocks it on on that tackle. There's a scrum. And then, of course, Jakey Granville, he sneaks out from behind the scrum, finds Justin O'Neill on his inside. He scores. That was in the ninth minute and 43rd second. And then Jonathan Thurston, he ends up kicking that goal uh, to convert that try in the 11th minute and the 10 seconds. So, there's a six-minute period where there's 14 points scored and only two tackles completed, Matty. Unbelievable. It's crazy. It, I actually remember seeing it half-time and, like, literally had to take a breath because you were just like, holy Jesus. And then, because the second half, like, we get to the second half, because the second half was so, it was just not the same. It was the opposite. Yep. It was The only try was the last try, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think it ended up, I think the second half was, like, 5-2 or something, something like that. Yeah, it yeah, went right. from... Went from one of the highest scoring grand final halves as far as both teams go. There's obviously been games where teams have blown out um, other teams, but 24 points for both, or 26 points for both teams to score more than 12, absolutely unheard of. So you're right, Matty. It really was. The first half was super exciting, but then the second half was completely different, but obviously a little bit more history made. With, with and, siren to siren. Yeah. It was 2 0. Because the, yeah, it was too. Wasn't because it? the I mean, obviously, felt scored after the bell, and then the field goal was in Golden Point. So it was only that. Re- wow. Only that. There was no. Tri- there was no tries. Siren aside, like obviously there was like after the siren, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like that crazy attacking for. I mean, sh- yeah, it was an insane game. Yeah, insane. And I, I know that. You know, obviously, we weren't alive to watch the nineteen eighty nine grand final, and whenever I watched, I always think this is fucking unbelievable. Mm. But. 
for me, obviously, you know, w- watching the 89 grand, fi- grand final on tape and living through and being there for the 2015 grand final, it's tough for me. It's very tough to say which one was the better grand final. Yeah, I think just for that reason, I'm saying 2015 with a big asterisk. Wasn't alive for 89 and 97. I was two years old, whatever. So, um, like, I'm totally happy for for anyone to disagree if they've watched those games. Like, that's totally fine. But, yeah, in my lifetime of watching footy, it's it's the best grand final for sure. Yeah, and, then, and like, God, there, there's so many moments in this game that I – not forgot, but just just didn't recall when, when I rewatched it. Like as we were saying before, there's a moment there where Kyle felt, oh not Kyle felt, uh, Kane Lynette should have mm. scored for all money. Thurston throws a pearl of a ball, he knocks it on um, in the twelfth minute. Like th- th- this first half could have had more points. Corey Oates is going to score for all money. Um, sorry, sorry, Kyle Felt's going to score, and Corey Oates comes over and makes a huge try saving tackle. Like. Yep. There's so many moments in this game. That Even the the Lachlan Coote one, like he he almost scored, but then yep. he got pinged for double movement in the in the second half as well. Just that was just after the Kane Lynette thing. Oh man! And like I think people forget the obviously you had the Michael Morgan try and whatnot, but the two minutes leading up to that is absolute fucking chaos. Yeah, there's turnovers everywhere. There's huge plays by Kyle Felt. It's uh, he the, the three minutes that he had there obviously scored the try, which is great. But he also came up with a big play on Ben Hunt, was it? I think he had a one-on-one steal. Some, yeah, something like that. Got the yeah. ball back. Unbelievable stuff. Uh, so yeah, this grand final, a very very special one. Uh, we could probably talk about it all day, to be honest with you. But we do want to just dive into if the Broncos would have won this one, what it would have meant in the history of rugby league, the history of the Brisbane Broncos and the North Queensland Cowboys. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, obviously, the Broncos, they've won six premierships, uh, all under Wayne Bennett. Um, they'd never lost a grand final up until this one. They lose this one. So Bennett's record as a Broncos coach is six from seven. Um, and look, hard to ever beat that as a club coach. I don't think it ever will get beat. But Maddie, if it would have been seven from seven... Not that Wayne Bennett probably needs to be elevated to any greater heights, but it certainly would have, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, he'd still he's still number one in history, or from what I've seen. Um, he just would have been a more clear number one, I feel. And, I mean, it's, it would have been cool to have that seven from seven record. I, I think the, the more vital part of that is he would have stayed at Broncos longer. Which which would have changed him? Well, I I think the seventh of seven would have been nice, but to me, he's still the best. Yeah, and I I, I I agree exactly with what you've said. When when you say if he would have won, he probably stays there. I mean, you, you look back at the way in which he left the Brisbane Broncos. I just I cannot imagine a world where that occurs if he'd won a grand final in the last four or five years. No, not not at all. But. What were the what were the circumstances around him leaving the first time? Because that was a couple of years after 06. Was there a little bit of infighting there as well? Well, did he, did I, I more so think he was looking for a bit of a new challenge. Yeah, okay, I yeah. more so think. Yeah. Um, it's certainly way way more messy this time. Heaps more messy after yeah. this grand final for yeah. sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I think people forget as well with Wayne Bennett. Like he was. He was signed and sealed and going to coach the Roosters in 09, I think it was. Yeah. And then that hit the front page of the paper. So he, he pulled himself out of that. Uh, and then, of course, that leads to him going to the Dragons and he wins a comp there. Yeah. Like a, a real sort of turning point there. And, of course, who does he beat in that grand final? The Roosters, the team he was probably meant to be coaching. Mm. Instead, they True. get Brian Smith, who 
Wayne Bennett's already beaten in, I think, three grand finals by this point. Beats him in another one. Poor old Brian Smith. Oh, so Tough smelling. fucking gig. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that Wayne would have stayed at the Broncos if they would have won this grand final. Um, and I think that they wouldn't be in the boat. As much as their situation is improving, I think that if, if they win this grand final, I don't think it causes a domino effect that eventually leads to a wooden spoon a couple of years ago. I'm more than willing well, to spe- die on that hill. Especially because... 2015 was Wayne's first year back at Brisbane. Yep. So he would have just been looked at as this absolute saviour. And, yeah, he would have had a job for life at Brisbane, you'd, you'd imagine. For sure. And, well, you would have to think too, like, where, like that's just another thing that would elevate him to another level. Mm. That he goes to, you know, obviously starts this franchise up at Brisbane, got all the, these great players, not many teams in Queensland. They've got this brand that is just unbelievable. Everyone wants to play for the Brisbane Broncos. He leaves. They're not overly successful. If he comes back year one yeah. and does it, and I, I think a big point to talk about here as far as Wayne Bennett's career, that when you look at every other sort of premiership he's won with the Broncos, there's always either been a Darren Lockyer or an Alan Langer. Mm. You look at this premiership with the spine of Andrew McCulloch, Ben Hunt, Anthony Milford, Darius Boyd, champion players, don't get me wrong, uh, but not those all-time great superstars like the Broncos teams that we've come to know. So for him to do it in his first year back, I think that would have been pretty special for Wayne. Oh, for sure. He would have been, as I said, it's, it's hard to like elevate him further, but that just would have been another thing for Wayne. He came back to Brisbane like where he... He did. He got all of his premierships, well, except for the Dragons one. Came back. It just would have been the, one of the stories of the decade. It yeah. would still be talking about it. We'd be talking about it like we talk about Thurston now, which is yeah. And I suppose you know if you pair a player with Wayne Bennett, it's got to be Darius Boyd. And for him to win a comp at the Broncos with Wayne, leave, go to the Dragons, win a comp with Wayne, get the Clive Churchill at the Dragons, and then for him to go back to Brisbane with Wayne yeah. and win a comp there. Would be, I, I, mate, I always, as much as I, I know people might bag Darius Boyd and they, they, they don't like him or whatever, such a tremendous player, a champion fucking player. Mm. Um, that scene of him just falling to his knees and holding his head yeah, on I've that got last it, play. I've got it running through my brain as, as he oh. said that. Yeah, it's devastating for It's me. one of the most heartbreaking moments in rugby league, I reckon. Yeah. Have you read Darius Boyd's book? I haven't. Read it. Everyone, yeah. read his book. It, it's called Beating the Blues, so it's like a double meaning, obviously – beating the Blues origin, like was, he was part of that team, scored all those tries. But also uh, all his mental health battles, he go, really goes deep. It's, it's one of the best books from a rugby league player. It's one, one of those moments too, obviously just, just talking about Darius and the boys, like when, they, when Thurston hits the post and misses the goal, there's footage that just focuses on the Brisbane Broncos team at that point <laughs> and just the heads go up. There, there's a, there's a moment, I, th- I think it was Adam Blair. He had subbed off in that moment as it happened. He, he'd come from the field and he was standing right on the corner post, like directly in front of JT. I'm just hiding behind the corner post watching it all play. It's five unbelievable scenes. We'll just... We'll never see anything like that grand final again. And I think Wayne, um, as much as he can't really be elevated to another level... If he'd won seven grand finals with the Broncos and let's say they hadn't won another one since or maybe he had moved on eventually, it puts him in pretty special air, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hard to say anything further. Like he just, he's already a legend, but he would have been an even bigger legend. And let's say they do win that grand final. Let's say Kyle Felt doesn't score that try on the very last play. I want to talk about the Broncos halves, mate, because in my opinion, yep. Anthony Milford, Fucking shits in for a Clive Churchill. He was, yeah. I think Benny Hunt had an okay game, but his his 
big performance was the prelim, the week before against the Roosters. He was, I reckon that's his best game that I've seen him play. He was just, he just tore him to shreds. I think he scored. He, yeah, he was fantastic that game. And then the next week, Milford steps up in the grand final and was just fantastic as well. Uh, but I agree. I think if if Brisbane win, uh, he does. I never, ever, ever, ever think the Clive Treasurer should go to a losing team. Mm. But I think in the last decade we've seen two. If anyone was gonna win it, I reckon this was the time to do it. I think it's a very fair argument to say Milford fifteen was better than DCA thirteen and White and nineteen. I, I totally agree. Another hill I'm more than willing to die on. I thought Milf was fantastic in this game. And of course, as we said, if you don't, if Kyle Felt doesn't score that try, which of course, you know, there's a big long argument and you can watch it in slow motion as many times as you want that try and try and pin who you want to blame it on, whether it's Milford, Jack Reed. It just, it happens so quickly and it's such an unorthodox play. I don't know if you can really pin it on anyone, but of course, Milford was one of the three on that edge. Fuck, you take out that try. I personally think Anthony Milford's career is completely different. I think he's a premiership winner, a Clive Churchill medalist. He stays with Wayne Bennett for potentially the rest of his career. And I also think he probably stays with Ben Hunt for the rest of his career. Yeah. I mean, he was just one of the best players going around at that time. I mean, obviously, all the focus was on Jonathan Thurston. And even in the Broncos, the focus was mostly on Ben Hunt. But, um, yeah, Milford... Just had the oh, he he just killed it back then. He was an absolute delight to watch. Definitely one of my favourite players. I think a lot of people would agree. And I mean, I think people forget too that that was his first year at Brisbane as well. Mm. He, he was a utility fullback the year before for the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, arrived up there, and you know Wayne obviously did this ten years ago with Darren Lockyer, moved him from fullback to five eight, killed it. Um, did it with Milf as well, and. Whilst it doesn't get the recognition that it probably deserves for how good he was during that period, he was incredible, Milford. And I think that if they do go on to win that premiership, we talk about that switch completely differently because uh, he, he realistically was learning to play a new position. He played 27 games that year, uh, Anthony Milford, pl- playing out of position, well, obviously playing in his, in his new position, but getting used to that. And I think we both agree he played well enough to win a Clive Churchill. He definitely, he definitely should have won the Clive that year. Uh, sorry, if the if the Broncos won, he definitely would have won the Clive. Um, I think as well, like, we're all guilty of recency bias. I think two victims of that are Anthony Milford and Darius Boyd from this mm. team because Boyd's career, Boyd had a f- just a great career, fantastic career, rep career. Like, he was in- insane. His last year wasn't fantastic, and people choose to remember him for that, which is grossly unfair. And I think Milford's pretty similar even even a couple of years ago Milford had a great year for Brisbane but people just totally forget about it because of his last you know handful of games last ha- or couple of seasons for Broncos um I think that's pretty unfortunate because two two really good players and two of the best to do it in the NRL personally I look at the career of Darius Boyd and as you said a lot of people w- want to remember it for the last few years which I think is absolute bullshit yeah I remember peak Darius Boyd 2010 who oh, was the best he outplayed Billy Slater that year. He was incredible. Uh, you got to remember the year before that, Jared Hayne won the won the Dalian Medal, possibly the greatest season by a fullback we've seen it. It was at that point. Yeah, definitely. So all these guys are running around, and I thought Darius Boyd he, he was the best fullback in 2010. He might not have been as exciting. He wasn't as quick, but he iced every single moment he possibly could. Went all the way to the grand final, won it. Not only won it, took home the Clive Churchill Medal. You want to talk about the best guys at executing a three on two? 
give me prime Darius Boyd mm. any day of the week. I think as well, uh, obviously in 2010, the Carney Army came in and Todd just killed it, especially at the back end of the year and won the Dally M. But I think when voting shut, it was a two-horse race between Darius and Isaac Luke. Wow. And, and only because I think Isaac did his shoulder and then I don't know where Darius came. I'll look it up in a sec, but Darius was one of the favourites to win that year, uh, like halfway through the year. And then obviously Carney came in and, and shat in at the end. But yeah, that 2010 season for Darius was so good. And I, I think as well, like when you talk about Wayne and uh, Boyd, like I think everyone looks at the Newcastle years as, you know, a huge failure. It all went wrong, blah, blah, blah. I mean, 2013, they took that Newcastle side to a prelim final. Uh, and I just – I don't think that's appreciated enough how nah. close they got. Yeah, it's, 100%. I mean, you have a look through that side. Darius Boyd, Kevin Aguama, Joey Lelua, Gagai, Quiliuate, Jared Mullen, Tyron Roberts. Like, a good side, but to get to a prelim final when your coach only arrived a year or so before, an incredible effort. Yeah, people forget that because of kind of – well, the Knights fans want to say how, how he left the club and think whatever you think, that's fine, but – he got him to a prelim, and the next three years were absolutely disastrous for the Knights. Um, yeah. What a shame that prelim was. Dar- uh, Danny Badiris ending his career. I was about to say, I thought that, 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 that was the, the night with Rhea Hargraves, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah tough Uh But yeah, Anthony Milford, uh, we, we both agree. I'm uh, very interested to hear what you guys think. Le- leave it in the comments. I thought he was the Broncos' best player uh, that night, and I thought he was the best player on the park. Made a little shout-out to... Oh, not- sorry, one more. Also, Darius... So, Carney got 27 Dalian points, and Darius got 25. So, it was two off. Robbie Farrow came second. In 2010? In yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Isaac Luke was on 18, and he missed the second half of the year. That's I remember it because it was like a Darius versus Isaac race at, in the middle of the year. What did you say Robbie Farrell was on? 26. I know. <laughs> unlucky. Unlucky on a number of unluckiest occasions. Unluckiest bloke. Yeah. Very unlucky on a few occasions. Uh, yeah. So, and I mean, we have to talk about it, Matty. And we are the first, we've been the first ones to defend him for the last 10 years or so. And it's great to see him prove everyone wrong this year in Origin and whatnot. Obviously, Ben Hunt, it's the moment that a lot of people choose to remember Ben Hunt for in that grand final. And, um, Rewatching this game, the one thing that really stood out for me, and we spoke about it off camera before, Kyle Felt's kickoffs. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. You go and have a look at the first two kickoffs of the game. Kyle Felt kicks off, and the Broncos are tackled one or two metres out from their own line because the ball, the ball isn't caught coming straight at the player. The ball is caught like a bomb. Like the players are looking straight up, and it just went, didn't go direct to them. It went up. And then it would drop on a spot in the in goals. It was Paddy Richards like, whatever you want to call it. It was unbelievable from Kyle Feld. And, you know, not excusing what would happen to Ben Hunt, dropped the ball, shouldn't have happened. Uh, did happen, though, is what it is. Uh, it's one thing, it's the main thing about this grand final, Matty, that I just wish never fucking occurred because it's so unfair on so many fronts. Yeah. And, like, thank God, Benny, like, I think we all agree, you know, I think we're all over it. Like, and Benny Hunt got his origin moment this year, which was just as much as I hated it at the time, like for Ben Hunt, he deserved that because he definitely didn't deserve what happened in that 2015 golden point because he was their best player all year. They wouldn't have been there without Ben Hunt. And uh, yeah, let's, I wish Thurston kicked that goal. I think everyone does. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. 
I argue they wouldn't have been a top four team, potentially not a top eight team without Ben Hunt. His form that year was oh. on another fucking level. And as we saw, or as we have seen throughout the rest of Anthony Milford's entire career, he needs a guy next to him to steer the ship. Mm. He needs to be the second fiddle guy to play his best. You saw it in the World Cup this year with Jerome Luai in charge, running the show there. Milf could just pop up here and there where he needed to. Um, and I, I really do think that if they would have won this grand final, I think you see Hunt and Milf stay together for a lot longer. Yep. And I also think that you probably would have seen Brisbane, knowing what, what, what Milf could achieve and the sort of guy he would be, I think they would have changed their, would you call it their recruitment policy, their team building, whatever it was, like putting Cody Nicarima at seven and these sort of guys. It just wasn't what you needed for Milf. It just it would yeah, it would have been Hunt and Milford because like Hunt stayed there for what another one or two years, but yeah. I, after what happened, you just had to get out of there, um, which is which is shit. But he yeah, he'd st- he'd probably still be playing for the Bronx. Yeah, and, and as much as the Dragons offered him an unbelievable deal, I agree with you. I, I think a big part of it was to get out of there. Yeah, after what had occurred, if he was a Premiership winner for that year and it went. Alan Langer, Ben Hunt, these sort of guys as Brisbane Broncos, premiership winning halves, and Wayne Bennett was still the coach. I reckon he would have taken, taken, you know, two or three hundred less to stay at the Broncos if they were a premiership threat than go down to St. George. Oh, the premiership halfback for Brisbane wasn't... They weren't going to let the premiership halfback for the Broncos go. There's there's no chance. And also, it was the demise of one of the best signs I've ever seen. I was at South First Broncos at Allianz one day, and there was a big sign from a Broncos guy saying, on the hunt for a milf. (laughs) So That's my super coach team now for a couple of years. Oh, really? <laughs> One of the best, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this grand final, the, the deeper you go, the just the more that you can find. Um, another one I wanted to mention was Justin Hodges. A tremendous career. Uh, played for the Broncos, went down to the Chooks, had a couple of injuries and whatnot down there, but still did a sensational job for the Roosters uh, and then came back to the Brisbane Broncos. Wayne Bennett welcomed him back and pretty crazy to think that when he signed with the Roosters, Wayne Bennett, he refused to play him in first grade when he was a young bloke just because of the rivalry with the Roosters and whatnot. So he was playing Reggie's up there when he was probably ready to play State of Origin and then he returns and in his last game with Wayne Bennett as coach, he's the captain of the Brisbane Broncos going into that grand final and as I said, Justin had a fantastic career. Uh, He shit me for so fucking long when it came to Origin. If it was a Wednesday night featuring Justin Hodges, I fucking hated it for a decade or so. But you got to respect the sort of guy he was. I just, whenever I was watching Hodges play Origin, as much as I hated him, I, I hated him because I wanted him. Oh, for sure. You wanted a guy like him in your Origin team. He was tough as nails, strong as all fuck, skillful. Like some of the stuff he was capable of doing throughout his career. Remember that night that he threw the, uh, the one th- th- through his legs, legs against yeah. the Titans? That was... Incredible. Some of the flick passes he used to come off, you know, the way that when, when him and Willie Tonga used to have the, those duels in the early 2000s and mm. just when, when Hodjo would get you with that left hand, he'd just hold you a metre away mm. yep. for a few seconds and just create something. Oh, I still think, Maddie, he is the best. He's the best outside back dummy half scooter we've ever seen. <laughs> and you always knew he was going to do it. But and you always knew what he was going to do and he would beat the first marker every single time <laughs> for 10 years. You couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. He's one of the great centres. And like, I know you got like GI and Mel and that, but if I'm picking my best ever Queensland team, I'm finding a spot for all of them because Hodges was such a, just such a gun in origin and such a gun for the Bronx. And he is such a good story as well as far as if, if you haven't seen it, go, go back and have a look at his origin debut. Matty, can you do all that? I'm going to yep. say 2001 that, game two, that, I think it is. 2001 was my guess as well. Let me just get it 
up. State of Origin. Got a feeling it's game two for some reason, not game one. One moment. Anyway, 2002. 2002, 2002, was it? Yes. Yeah. To his origin debut, he has an absolute fucking mm. shocker. It is potentially the worst origin game played by an individual. Uh, and, you know, very typical of media and everything. Won't play again. Red Sharpie through his name, blah, blah, blah. As Matty just said, he'd find a spot for him in his best Queensland side ever. So the resiliency that he showed throughout his career, even to come back to the Broncos after being completely shunned for signing with the Roosters. Incredible stuff. And There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. As I said, Justin Hodges, an unbelievable career and another guy that it's hard to elevate him. But when we're being harsh and we're being realistic, Matty, if he finishes holding a trophy as the, the captain of the Brisbane Broncos, it does take Hodjo to another level for me. Yeah, I think so. I think, I know it's kind of different, but even when he retired from Origin and they let him hold the shield, it, it would have been. Kind of like that. Like, he de- he deserves a moment like that. And and it's moments that matter. Yeah, of course. Of course. And you that's- talk about the, the legacy of players and greatest players of all time and the best of the best. It's moments is what matters. In and, that's, moments. and that's why we're about to talk about Thurston. I mean, you got Joey 97 winning that moment. You got Thurston 15 winning that moment. And those are two things that, that those two players are defined on and probably while they'll reach immortal status yeah 100% now before we do get to Thurston what if the Broncos did win the 2015 grand final over little brother the North Queensland Cowboys this full episode will be available tonight at 6pm on YouTube go to YouTube type in Rugby League Guru like comment subscribe there and get stuck into this one with myself and Matty the Waterboy 